0: This week, I've got a political illustrator and filmmaker on. If you'd like to introduce yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Farnes, Zare. Right? How you doing? I'm doing alright, actually. Yeah, I'm a bit ill, a bit under the weather, yeah. but okay, how about yourself?
0: Yeah, doing good. I think um, we'll get straight on and ask you some questions. I want firstly to talk about uh, what first got you into illustration, but maybe we could skip past that and go straight into what got you into the political side of illustration.
1: Okay. Um, I think I've always been a bit interested in politics in some way, because I remember during my A-levels actually, um, is when I really, or maybe even a bit earlier, but I really got into Steve Bell. From, so, so he's a political cartoonist. And um, I remember sort of really enjoying his cartoons from, like, from like a while back. Then in, sort of in A-level, I sort of approached the topic again, but sort of creating my own characters. With, um, I think it was I think it was when David Cameron just got in power, and just sort of creating like characters from politicians then. But then I sort of dropped it for a little while. I'm not really sure why. But then I think something remind something reminded me of it in my final year of uni. But I actually really loved like, you know, getting to getting really deep in like English politics and just seeing what is actually going on. So I, I must have been I must have been in a tutorial or something with someone. And I can't quite remember. But then the, the election was coming up, and it just sort of it sort of came to me like, "Ah, I should I should do this. Like, I love politics, I love drawing. Let's just put the two together mm. and sort of make some cartoons about it really.
0: One of your favorite cartoons that you're yeah. telling me about um, is called "The Odd Couple." Yeah. And I was just wondering what it was that sparked off the idea for that, like, what made you what made you uh, go down that route with the cartoon. Mm
1: well it was when there was a hung parliament happening and no one really knew what was really going on like was Theresa May gonna leave I mean I mean the fact that Jeremy Corbyn managed to get so many young people interested in politics as well to sort of create this sort of state of uncertainty so when Arlene Foster for DUP came in and started suggesting that she could support Theresa May that's when I got the idea for this sort of almost almost like these two crazy housemates living together i mean and also because it's also based on a it's, it's, it's a sitcom called the odd couple so i wanted to create sort. i wanted to create this sort of i mean to me the image was hysterical the thought of theresa may and arlene foster just sort of living together in a house being like your voting record isn't exactly like the most pc but what you're gonna do eh?" sort <laughs> of sort of vibe going just putting
0: their differences apart yeah well, and just trying to get along
1: little... mm-hmm. yeah yeah completely
0: and also, you've been in um, Rookie magazine. Do you mm-hmm. want to tell me a little bit about what that was like.
1: Yeah, um, I have to. <laughs> I have to admit, when I first got the email saying, um, I think uh, I can't remember her name, but she wanted to interview me. I saw I looked at it in shock, thinking, "Is this a joke? <laughs> is, is this actually real?" But um, but it was really that interview was really nice because um, she sent over the questions via a Word document, so I just had to sort of type. So I just type, I just th- I thought about my answers and I'll type them up and I thought okay, so I can talk about this and talk about that as well. Mm. And um, I mean, but that was re- that was that was really cool and maybe sort of realise like wow, I, I could actually get somewhere with my work, mm. which is really nice.
0: So that gave you a bit more of a push that like you think you would. Um, mm. You take your political drawings a bit more seriously. Yeah, def-
1: definitely. Yeah. Because to be honest, like for me, the reason I I really enjoy political drawing is simply because you know. I I I just I really I really admire how political cartoonists can just get such a laugh out of a terrible situation, really. So, mm. so to me, they're just a bit of a giggle. But if it's the fact that other people were seeing them for something a bit more, just it was surprising, but also really nice. I was like, ah, actually, yeah, they are something more. Mm. Yeah.
0: Because you also uh, make a bit of an effort to make them a bit more accessible. Sometimes you'll mm. blend a political reference in with a pop culture one. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that's something that will make it more accessible to people who aren't hugely into politics. Mm. Um, what do you? What can you give me an example of some way that you think that's been successful? Like an example of a, a cartoon you're happy with? Um,
1: yeah, actually. So, one that comes to mind is so I created so I created I created this cartoon, and essentially, it was based on RuPaul's Drag Race when Shangela. So she's a, she's a recurring she's a recurring drag queen in the show who keeps popping back up out of random places, and I wanted to relate her to Michael Gove because he just kept coming back, <laughs> like no matter what you could do, you just can't get him away. So I just thought it would be really cool to sort of um. So so I drew Michael Gove in a box, being like, "Hallelujah, I'm back, bitches," <laughs> because you just can't seem to get rid of him. It's great. I mean, you've got to admire his tenacity, really. Mm. He's just always about. But, um, yeah, but in that sort of realm, I I found that was successful because a lot of people, a lot of people might not necessarily know that Michael Gove was, you know, he was back in the cabinet at that time. A lot of people might not really realise what was really going on. Mm. But if you can relate, relate it to another thing, then people can immediately go like, ah, I see, like, that's mm. that's what you mean by, na- by that. It sort oh. of works
0: as an, uh, as an analogy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, com-
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, I think that's one thing I really... Um with some political cartoonists now, I really enjoy their work, don't get me wrong, but sometimes if you want to make it a bit more accessible, maybe an analogy that's a bit more referential would really work. Mm. But maybe it's maybe it's because of the generation I'm in as well. Maybe because you know, maybe because they're just a bit older than me, they don't quite have this sort of pop culture tennis like this pop culture interest that I do, I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. One of the earliest things you did with illustration was something that you call the Pickle Man comic. (laughs) Um, uh, Would you like to tell me a bit about that?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, So me and my friend, Anna, we were 16 at the time, and we decided... Pickle Man was essentially about a superhero pickle who fell in so he was originally a cucumber who fell in a vat of toxic brine and that's how he got all his powers and his superhuman strength and his amazingly dashingly good looks <laughs> but um so I think that was a I think that was that was a sort of point when we I think we both realized like hey we could actually do this as a living maybe mm. because so so on the day of the MCM Expo which is an anime convention um, we donned green leotards with red capes. We went outside, just trying to sell all our comics as much as we can. And ba- basically, we were just loitering. To be honest, we were just loitering quite a bit. But we managed to sell quite a few copies, which was like around like a hundred maybe. Yeah. So I I remember making, I remember looking on the money we made, and I thought, what on earth?
0: What <laughs> so it start, This started as, um, you know, just a, you having a bit of a joke with your friend, and then
1: yeah, completely sort of. It just sort of escalated off. from there, really. I mean, because um, we used to, we used to in chemistry class, we used to just pass pages to each other just to, to draw in, so like, oh, she will do a bit of inking, and then she'll pass it over to me, and I'll do a bit of drawing, and then we'll just, we'll just do it secretly back <laughs> and forth for ages and ages. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's cool so is there, does Pickle Man have a future in any way or is it
1: oh uh, I, w- I hope so I, I've always said to Anna if we live in the same city again we're gonna we're gonna get back started back up because yeah. he was a he was a good pickle <laughs> I mean to be fair though then we saw then Rick and Morty recently released an episode called Pickle Rick mm. and we just thought they stole our idea
0: I think you've got a, a lawsuit there, I know
1: I completely yeah. bloody bloody I oh but it, it was shocking absolutely shocking <laughs> not right
0: so a project you worked on more recently mm. that started when you're at university, it's called the Mippy Show. Yeah. Which is a bit of a sketch show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So is that um, what kind of things do you include in that?
1: So the things we included in that, I have to admit, may be quite different from my other works so and my political and my illustration work, but it still has the same vibe of silliness in it. So what starting university was it was originally just about monsters and and the paranormal and sort of just silly silly um actions and things that would happen so, so 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 for example um you know a witch and her familiar and um the witch and the witch had turned her her witch had turned someone into a cat and, and they had no choice but to live together mm. sort of thing so we 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 would take sort of maybe a bit of a spin on like um i don't want to call them fairy tales that's the wrong word um a spin on sort of creatures Mm. and then we would just manipulate them how we wanted to Mm. so another example would be werewolf on a bender so we so we so um we created this werewolf who would you know obviously do all the same things a werewolf would do yeah but he has a really bad drinking problem and he would sort and you know he was going to go to rehab at some point and just so I think giving them really realistic lives outside of being a creature, so
0: gritty realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But then
1: finding the sort of humour in that as well because they like they live in this sort of world of um, where this is all possible. Yeah, yeah. So it would invo- it would involve a lot of mystical mystical creatures. But um, at the moment, I think so we don't so. We don't. I think just because all our schedules have been so busy as well, we've been trying. We've been, We've sort of linked up a few things. So we're gonna. We've got a few more things planned for the future as well. Um. We yeah. We got. We got a few more things planned for the future. I, I believe one of us is currently building something. So we're waiting. To, waiting to hear on that and see how she how she gets on with that. Building something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Top secret. I
0: see. Okay. Um. So, looking to the future. Mm-hmm. Um. I. Believe you're working on the breakthrough art fair.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So, um, what's the sort of manifesto for the breakthrough so, art fair?
1: <clears throat> With the breakthrough art fair, we essentially want to create an art fair that doesn't have any barriers. As an, as a new artist in this industry, you are going to struggle quite a lot finding places to sell your work. Sell your work that doesn't necessarily doesn't doesn't fit a certain criteria and we wanted to provide a platform for these artists you know of different i mean uh, as a woman of color myself you know i often find it i often find it quite hard to get my foot in the door so for me so it comes from a personal place from for me that i want to provide you know a platform for all people of different races ethnicities genders like literally everyone to create art and to sell sell it at an art fair that will have an entirely new entirely new audience for them to actually to actually enjoy their artwork mm-hmm. so we just wanted we just wanted to create a space for them really and be like you know what if, if even if your artwork isn't even if it isn't necessarily if it doesn't if it's not pigeon pigeonholed it's fine we want everything in this art fair
0: yeah mm-hmm. that sounds like an exciting idea so yeah. you're, you're looking at doing that in early May
1: yes definitely um, so the venue would be at the, at the tobacco factory mm-hmm. and it it should be part of the art trail at that same day as well so um yeah i mean obviously as well we're also we're also taking in submissions and people now
0: so how would how would someone submit to, um, you to...
1: at the, well at the moment so the email the email address hmm I haven't got an email at the moment. I mean, I could just use my email address, maybe. Let's just go for Farnas, F-A-R-N-A-Z dot Zare, Z-A-R-E at Ymail, not Gmail, com. All right.
0: As you said, with your political illustrations and things, um, that's something that maybe this generation doesn't have as much of a hunger for that past generations have. So I want to la- ask you if they, if you think there's something that's been overlooked, mm. and if you think um, there's something about that that our generation could maybe take a bit more seriously.
1: Do you mean overlooked as in pl- like politically, or do you mean do you mean overlooked
0: more as um, yeah, as the medium? I think something oh, the like, because obviously you obviously yeah because it's something Messy. that you believe in and mm. it maybe doesn't have as much of an audience as it deserves.
1: Yes, I see what you mean. I think when people think of political cartoons, the immediate thought, because one, they hear politics, and that can, that can, that could send a very dark, boring contrast to wherever the conversation is, and you go, oh, God, I can't be bothered with this again. Mm. Two, so, when you mention political cartoons, you don't necessarily think of all the new political cartoonists that are coming out with artwork. You might, you might think of a really, you know, the, the big ones, like um, like Steve Bell, or um i'm trying to remember who else actually i was really into you know you you just think all the really head honchos of like political art and you don't necessarily it does i know exactly what you mean it does it does seem outdated but i think that's why but i think that's why it's really important as well to bring it back because that way we can still make it accessible for generations to come Mm. and i think that's why as well i like to throw in pop culture references in my artwork because then it doesn't seem as outdated mm. when you talk about, you know, a sort of musty old political thing. If if you if you can make it accessible by throwing in something that's happened recently alongside the politics, then that means you'll still have an audience.
0: Because mm. I I found I did. Um, at GCSE history. Yeah, I remember looking at a lot of um, World War One and Two propaganda. Oh yeah, propaganda. actually,
1: me too. I remember yeah. that. Yeah.
0: And all the like pictures of like Uncle Sam and mm. then Germany is like a fat pig or something. Yeah. So all of that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You read an essay and yeah. it wouldn't make a sense, and you would look mm-hmm. at that and it's like, oh, now I see. Now I see what's and it going on. It does help on. you to understand it.
1: Mm, completely. So
0: I think there's something, something to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think when people I mean, what I'm excited about is in maybe like a few years time. I don't know when. When they look back on political cartoons, that's happening right now, and we just look at them and be like, "What the what the fuck has gone on? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 has actually gone on? Like Donald Trump's in power. Like yeah. the really maze Still, like ah. Uh. So <laughs> I think I think that could be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like for future history papers to come.
0: Yeah. It yeah. must be nice to think that something you've worked on might become a you know a historical document <laughs> one day
1: something that all the kids will be like for god's sake it's gotta study this again
0: <laughs> um so now uh, i'm gonna ask you your final question cool which is um considering that like, you got a bit of a start into illustration from mm. just messing around with a friend yeah if someone came up to you and said i'd like to make a start as an illustrator mm. what piece of advice would you give them
1: okay it's interesting i mean there's there's some days myself when i'm like i don't want to be an illustrator anymore (laughs) christ (laughs) i mean um no that sounds bitter um honestly i think what i would say to them is just keep doing stuff don't stop don't stop if you love it keep doing it because i'm one of those people that firmly believes if you actually really truly love something it will and work on it. it and you know not you have to work hard at it you have to you know you're tired after work you've got to go home and draw you're tired after school go home and draw like if you if you make pro like progress with that and you know also submitting to things as well i mean what i actually found is with the re with the recent oh no it's not a recent but um with instagram and you know twitter and facebook Young artists now, I mean, if I had this when I was age 16, I would have been submitting to things a long time ago, but young artists now have so much chance of entering zines and, you know, they might not be paid, but they'll help you with your portfolio for sure. Just keep submitting to things, keep drawing, keep working, and it will pay off.
0: Cool, Mm -hmm. thank you. So if I wanted to see some of your work, Mm -hmm. How, how would I go about that um,
1: there's two ways actually um, one is my professional website which I will mention now so um, that's Um one I do post more regularly on I would say is my Instagram handle so it will be at ZanRaf which is basically farnaz backwards so Z-A-N-R-A-F a f one two three, and then that's also I'll post a lot of my work on there as well
0: cool Thanks a lot for coming on.
1: That's cool. No worries.
0: Um, and good luck with your with the breakthrough art fair.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.